And welcome back to another edition of Champs Corner featuring Mark Jennings. I'm Drew Champlin. We are back again for another another week after our, uh, I guess you could say it was our debut after eight months off last week. What we're normally going to do is feature Alabama and Auburn information in the same podcast, but we really need to catch you guys up on the uh, on the 2019 recruiting classes and who Mark Jennings compares them to. So this is going to be the Auburn podcast for this week. We're going to have an Alabama one separately, both coming out around the same time. So this is Auburn. Go back to SoundCloud.com and search Mark Jennings 55, and you can see. Listen to the first one. We will get this on iTunes soon. As, I, as soon as I can figure this out, maybe I need to ask Mark Jennings how to do this for me. First, let me welcome him into the show. Mark Jennings, how you doing? Drew, I'm doing great today. As always, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast. I forgot how much I've missed this over the last few months. But I'm, I am great, Drew. A uh, little wet today being out at Shoal Creek, but but I'm, I'm glad to be here on this podcast, Drew. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fantastic. I know the, uh, I guess it's a women's major tournament coming up where you were the people there getting some advice from you on how to run a golf course or or what what was your occasion there? Well, Drew, I, I, I didn't want to do that. I really wanted to help out my wife with her Dippin' Dots cart. Uh, she was out there in the rain today and, you know, how things can get kind of messy out there. So I wanted to help her out with that. So it was a real successful day. The rain kind of tempered our expectations and tempered our, our profitability of the day. But uh, it, it, it was a fun day out there, Drew. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's get into some Auburn basketball news. You know, we want to talk a little bit more about team stuff as we uh, as we get into the, the new the new iteration of the podcast. I know I said that wrong, but uh, – Let's talk about some Auburn basketball news. Um, the word is iteration, Drew. Iteration, iteration. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate your appreciate your help there. Yeah. Uh, so Auburn gets uh, center Austin Wiley, uh, point guard Jared Harper, shooting guard Bryce Brown. They all announced they're coming back next year. They have pulled out of the NBA draft, so they're going to be back with the SEC champion Auburn Tigers next year. I don't know if that was a big surprise. Uh, you know, especially with Harper and Brown. I think there might have been some. Uh, Questions about if Wiley would come back, but the 6'11 center who missed all of last year uh, due to his connection with Chuck Pershing in the FBI in the FBI deal, he was ineligible all last year. NCAA says he can play right away. Dan Joe Purifoy, the wing forward, he's going to have to sit out the first few games, but he should be back next year as well. Auburn gets a uh, transfer and Samir Dowdy is going to be eligible. We'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Mustafa Heron, he had, the, the wing guard, had announced he was going to uh, enter the NBA draft and hire an agent. He decided he was not going to do that. He pulled back from the draft, but he's going to transfer closer to home in Connecticut. Still, I think Auburn's got a great chance to build off of last year's success. If everybody stays healthy, they'll get Anthony McLemore, the center who broke his leg back at the end of last year. So, Mark, what, how big is this for Auburn basketball? I think it's a, a, a huge for Auburn basketball. You know, they don't have a recruiting class this year coming in. So they're going to need all the players they can. And Austin Wiley coming back is huge for them. You know, I, there are some pre-draft workouts that some NBA executives saw, and, and I talked to them, and they asked for my advice. And, you know, they, they, they were kind of halfway on him as whether he was ready to be an NBA player at this point. But I told him what I thought. I told him I didn't think he was ready for the NBA uh, he's an incredibly talented player, but how rare is it that he can go straight to the NBA without any college-level experience? And the numbers of kids who can't and have tried are a lot greater than the ones who have been real successful. So I, I, I talked to him, told him I didn't think he was ready for the NBA, and they took my advice and they gave him some information 
and, and informed him that it'd be the best idea to go to college or stay stay in school, which I think is the wise decision for him. You know, I, I'm not going to tell you who these teams are. Um, it, it was the Grizzlies and the Sonics, but I, I, you know, these are my sources, and I share information with them. I don't want to go into too much detail, but I, I'm personally glad that Austin Wiley is going to come back to Auburn next year. That's the best decision for him. Yeah, the Grizzlies and the Sonics from up in the Pacific Northwest. Those those teams. I'm not a geography major, Drew. We've been over this. I'm not sure where those cities are. Okay. Hey, uh, so tell me about Samir Doty. I think that's you. It could be Doughty, but I think Samir Doty's how you say his name. I. Uh, he was at Virginia Commonwealth for a year, averaged nine points a game, 6'4", 187. He'll have three years of eligibility left. How does he fit into Auburn's program next year? Well, I think he's an immediate impact player. I mean, he's 6'4", about 190 pounds, averaged nine points a game at VCU as a freshman, a very tough conference. And let me say this, Coach Pearl did an excellent job recruiting him throughout the season last year just hounding him constantly with, with just making constant contact back and forth with, with Samir Doty. And, and those efforts paid off, and next year he's going to be an Auburn Tiger. Absolutely. A big, big-time impact player a couple of years ago. And uh, I think he's going to play a lot of minutes next year. Him and Daniel Purifoy can play that small forward position. So uh, are you surprised about Jared Harper and Bryce Brown? Did you, did you see them staying in the draft, or were you pretty sure they were going to come back? There's never a chance they were going to enter the NBA draft. Um, I do have concerns because I, be- I believe the rule is you can only uh, commit for the draft and then withdraw once in your career. So I'm concerned about that. But I, I, th- I think they're going to uh, they're going to come back to Auburn and they need to get a little better before they start playing professional basketball. I'm not surprised at that at all. Absolutely. And, you know, Auburn was picked to finish real, real low in the conference last year. And then, then to find out they're, that they're not going to have Wiley and Purefoy eligible, and then they end up tying, uh, winning the co-championship with with Tennessee last year, one seed in the SEC tournament. I think they're a four seed, I believe, in the in the NCAA tournament. Made it to the second weekend, kind of broke down late in the year, but you know, assuming assuming they're all healthy, how do, how do you see this Auburn basketball team doing next year? Well, I think they're going to be one of the more talented teams in the country. The question I have, and I think the question Auburn fans should have, is is can they stay fresh throughout the entire season? They sort of fell flat for the end. They didn't play a very deep rotation. Uh, how are we going to keep those guys fresh with even a thinner bench this year? Uh, I think they're going to have big things. I wouldn't be surprised if they won 13 games or 14 games in the SEC again. I'm concerned about their how they're going to finish in the postseason. And if you're Coach Pearl, you might look at sitting some guys more than they usually do because the SEC is going to be real tough this year, tougher than maybe it's been in two or three decades. So I I, I think you might want to look at uh, trying to develop some players, letting not throwing games, but giving guys an opportunity to play uh, in places they normally wouldn't in, in – in closer games. And I think it's going to better prepare them uh, for the postseason stretch because that kind of knocked them off this year. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's shift into the uh, the Auburn recruiting class. Auburn has, I believe I'm looking, seven commitments right now. Uh, Big Cat, actually eight commitments right now are in the 2019 class. They do have Big Cat weekend coming up this weekend, so I wouldn't be surprised if they add to that. So we'll talk about the ones real quick that they have now. And, uh, you know, as they start to get more commitments, we'll, you know, hit, hit on them a little bit more, you know, going into the, the future podcast. But, we, you know, the, obviously the highest rated ones, the linebacker Owen Papo, uh, at Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia. We talked a little bit. We talked a lot about him last week in the first podcast. 
Uh, but Mark, who who does he remind you of? Owen Papo. Yes, I'm sorry, Drew. I, I was I was playing with the dog. It's uh, Owen Papo. We talked about him a bit last week. He's a five star player. He should be at the top of the rankings. Guy developed real early. Was on everybody's radar since he was in the ninth grade out of Loganville, Georgia, and Grayson High School. Fantastic program over there. He's getting the best development. He reminds me a lot of the NFL star. Uh, played and played in the Big Eight. Uh, had a real successful career in the Big Eight. Went on and and had a had had a very successful career in the NFL. Guy by the name of Zach Thomas. So I think that Owen Papo is going to have a Zach Thomas type of career, and he's headed to the NFL in the future. Yeah. Moving on, the next highest guy is Bo Nix, and obviously uh, his commitment to Auburn came as no surprise. Patrick Nix, the you know played quarterback at Auburn in the early nineties. He coaches his son, Bo, at Pinson Valley High School, a four-star high-level uh, high recruit. They won the 6A state championship last year. They're going to open the year at Hoover, the 7A state champions this year, and uh, and we'll have a chance to see that uh, in late August. That'll actually be on an ESPN network as well. But Bo Nix, who does he uh, who does he remind you of? Uh, I love Bo Nix a lot. This is another guy I think going you know, to have an NFL future in him. The way he throws the ball with that quick, quick release and that arm strength, that's not usually something that you see uh, at the college level, more or less the high school level. I think it's going to translate into a very successful uh, college and pro career. He reminds me a lot of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, a guy who I fell in love with back in the early days of when I just started doing recruiting analysis. A guy by the name of John Elway. Do you remember John Elway, Drew? Uh, from Stanford, that John Elway? That Stanford John Elway, Drew, went to go on and have a big career. Also played baseball, too, Drew. You might not know that. But he won a very successful career with the Denver Broncos. Originally drafted by the Colts, I believe. Uh, but then got out of it, ended up having a very successful career with the Broncos. So I, su- I suspect Bro- Bo Nix, is, I'm not saying he's going to have the same career John Elway is going to have or had. I'm saying that Bo Nix, Bo Nix, I wouldn't be surprised to see him starting on Sundays in, in four years. Absolutely. Uh, George Pickens out of Hoover, have receiver committed to uh, – he, he committed to uh, to Auburn before his junior year, uh, and he stayed committed. You know, Auburn, he was very raw, but really really exploded last year. And, uh, you know, when you get to George Pickens, what, what, do, you, uh, uh, what, do, you, what do you think about him? Well, you know, a lot of fantastic wide receivers have come out of this state. And he looked back at all of them. I think I think he might be the most explosive one I've seen in a long time, maybe since, you know, I think he's more explosive than Julio. I don't think he's more athletic than Julio, but in terms of getting out of the gate and his acceleration, uh, that, that's that's a special talent that he has. Um, you know, my, my concern is, uh, he has he has some char- maybe has some character concerns. You know, Coach Niblett sat him out of game last year. So if he can get his act together, and there's no doubt in my mind the Auburn coaching staff can do that and and and, and get him right, as they say, I think he's going to go on and have a really good college career. Okay, uh, Jalen Simpson out of St. Simon Islands in in Georgia, Federica, Georgia. Uh, he's a four-star athlete, likely to play cornerback at the next level. What, what, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's a little smallish, I think. That's why he's at DB. But, you, you know, we've seen you don't have to be 6'4 to be a defensive back and be a very good one. Uh, he's only 185. He'll put on some weight, obviously. He reminds me a lot of a guy out of the state of Alabama, out of Huntsville, out of S.R. Butler High School. 
went on to have a pretty good uh, college career, pretty lowly rated guy, but I always thought he was a little underrated, should be a little more higher rated. And I told coaches this, and it turns out he ended up getting drafted and played a few years in the NFL. Guy by the name of Ramsey Robinson. Do you remember Ramsey Robinson, Drew? Yeah, wasn't he the last pick in the draft one year, like a '06 maybe? I believe he was, Drew. That sounds correct. Last pick of the 2006 NFL draft. I don't know what they do. They used to have a parade or something for that player and do all sorts of stuff for him. To be honest with you, it's better to go undrafted than be the last pick because if you're undrafting, you basically pick what team you go to. But that's neither here nor there. That's the intricacies of the NFL draft, and this is a podcast about Auburn football recruiting. So we'll talk about that on another pod. Yeah, we get to a couple of tight ends, and these are some of the most recent commits. Luke Deal commits last week, uh, 6'5", 237 out of Greenwood, South Carolina. Uh, just listed as a three-star recruit, uh, but he you know, picked out Auburn over schools like Notre Dame. Uh, what do you think about Luke Deal? Yeah, I think he's a little underrated, to be honest with you. He reminds a lot of a guy at Ocean Springs, Mississippi, went to LSU, had a really good career there. Uh, you know, cost some big passes for him, but his, his main role is going to be as a blocker, uh, sealing off that edge on those running plays, and he can do that fantastically. Uh, it's, I'm talking about a guy named Richard Dixon, went on to LSU, uh, had a very good career. I know gave lots of SEC teams, SEC teams fits. So I, I'm, I'm big on Luke D. I'm a little higher on him than these quote-unquote subscription sites are and these amateurs. Uh, so I think he's going to have a pretty successful career. Absolutely. Staying with the tight ends, we talked a little bit about him. Tyler Fromm, three-star, 6'5", 225 out of Warner Robins, Georgia. His brother Jake Fromm was a starting quarterback as a true freshman for the University of Georgia last year. Yeah, I, again, we talked about him some last week. I'm not as high on Tyler Fromm. Uh, I, I don't think he has the, the skill set and the athleticism to really – uh, even be a role player at the FBS level. I'll see him more at the FCS or maybe even D2. Uh, he reminds a lot of a guy to Tuscaloosa actually played at Alabama, a guy named David Cavan, uh, a guy who, who played at Alabama on some, some really mediocre teams. And, and you know, he, he wasn't very successful football player out there. And I think David Cavan could have done a lot better at a place like Kennesaw State or West Georgia. And I think that's the place where Tyler Fromm's going to end up going, Kennesaw State or West Georgia, because I think that's that's a better fit for him as a player. Yeah. Another guy we talked about last week, uh, defensive back Cordell Flott out of Saraland, Alabama. Yeah, great leadership build. This guy's got a lot of potential. Um, he, I, I think his ceiling we talked about last week is probably Will Muschamp. I'm not sure that he can reach that. I think he has the potential to reach that. I I I think by the by the time you get him in a weight program, uh, obviously he's got to put on a bunch of weight and let him redshirt a year. By the time he's a junior and senior, he can be a really solid football player for the Auburn Tigers. And then last all, uh, Jakai Clark is a center. He's unranked by this uh, recruiting services six two three zero five out of uh, a teammate of Owen Pepo's at Grayson High School in Loganville. Yeah, I love this player a lot. I think he's going to be an unheralded star. Uh, here, my, you know, he's he's this is one of the subscription sites have missed on this guy. Uh, he's going to be a fantastic football player. He's got great leadership ability. He really know he really knows how to direct an offense and call out blocking assignments that you really don't see a lot at the high school level. He's kind of a savant at that, and and you know he could really handle an offense for you. So I love him a lot. I think he reminds me, to be honest with you, the guy that not a lot of other subscription sites liked either when he was in high school, turned out to be an NFL All-Pro. I'm talking about Jeff Saturday. Do you remember Jeff Saturday, Drew? 
Yeah, out of Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, Tucker High School uh, played in the ACC that Jeff Saturday. That's that's him. Yeah, you know, I begged the Georgia coaches and the Georgia Tech coaches to go after him, and neither of them wanted to. And uh, ends up at an ACC school and does real well. All right. Hey, let's uh, let's move on to some. We do have a few listener questions this week. Uh, not surprisingly at all. Why don't you tell everybody how they can find you on email or on Twitter? Uh, I'd love to, Drew. If you want to email me, my email address is uh, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. Or you can find me on Twitter. I find myself checking Twitter all the time these days. Uh, you want to find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at markjennings55. That's one word, at markjennings55. You can find me there. You can find my email. I love talking to you guys. You guys are keeping I miss the great questions you guys ask. I look forward to having more of them for our podcast next week. Absolutely. You can also support the podcast at uh, patreon.com slash markjennings55. We'll see what kind of support we get there to upgrade our podcast software. But we had a, a lot of great listeners last week, almost a thousand of you guys tuned into our first podcast. So, you know, it was a great, uh, great return for us. And, uh, you know, the, the, if you guys keep listening and you guys keep supporting us, we're going to keep putting out a podcast. Uh, at NSA Hebron, uh, he lists his Twitter handle as that, or his Twitter title, Friendly Angry Black Guy. He asked, uh, likelihood of Andrew Booth, that's the five-star cornerback out of Archer High School in Georgia, and Clay Webb, the five-star offensive lineman out of Oxford High School in Alabama at Auburn or Georgia. So, well, do you think Auburn or Georgia has a chance to sign Andrew Booth and Clay Webb? Well, I think they have the inside track on Andrew Booth right now. I think it's probably 70-30 Auburn, maybe 75-25. Coach has done a great job recruiting him, got on him early, as early as they could, and they've really been hounding him. And he, I think he really likes the, the Auburn environment and the coaching staff there. So I think he's he, I mean, he's not a lot by now for, for any means, but I think Auburn's got the lead at this point. Clay Webb, you know, Alabama commit, I think he's going to Alabama. Uh, you know, I'm, I say I think I really know. I'm 100% sure of it. Um, excuse me, he hadn't committed to Alabama yet. I'm sorry, I get my offensive lineman picked up, uh, mixed up. But he's going to go to Alabama. Uh, he's not going to Georgia. I'm sure about that, as I am Najee Harris, uh, not going to Michigan. So I, I'm going to willing to put my uh, Mark Jennings lock on this. Uh, he's he's going to Alabama. All right, Cedric Asher, dedicated listener to us, uh, sent me a nice. Twitter message over the weekend saying thank you for bringing the podcast back. He says, welcome back, Mr. Jennings. His question for the show is, which philosophy do you feel is more effective, Nick Saban's business philosophy or Gus Malzahn's family philosophy? Well, that's a, that's a great question, uh, Cedric. I appreciate it. And let me say first, guys, I forgot to say it last time, thank you to a friendly, angry black guy for his previous question. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's real tough. You look at what Nick Saban's, if you're Auburn, you look at what Nick Saban's doing with Alabama, winning all those championships, and you see that the kind of thing he's doing, you have to go in an opposite direction. You have to zig when they zag. You know, you look at SEC West teams trying to copy what Nick Saban's are doing. It's, it's very, it's not usually successful. You know, the most successful team is Kirby Smart, and he might have a chance to do it and be as successful as Coach Saban has. But, you know, if you're going to play Coach Saban's game, you got to be really good. So I think it's better for Auburn that they had that type of philosophy going on. Um, you know, kids are kids are attracted to different things. Some look at what Alabama offers and, and, 
and that business environment and that professional environment, I shouldn't say professional, but uh, that business environment they like, and, and they're really attracted to it, and some are like the close family environment that uh, Coach Malzahn offers. So really, I think Auburn's done the right thing here. Uh, I, I, they haven't tried to copy Nick Saban. They have a coach that's a little, uh, uh, in terms of offense, a little more eclectic, something that SEC teams aren't used to seeing. And that can really be frustrating. I think you can see that with the success that Auburn's had against Alabama. So I honestly think there it's it's really the perfect fit for both teams, if that makes any sense, Drew. Absolutely. Thank you, Cedric. Uh, El Carge at E-L-C-A-R-G, uh, tweets at Mark Jennings 55 who has the best shot to be Auburn's next thousand-yard rusher? Uh, out of out of the roster now, I think it's probably Asa yeah. Martin. I don't think he's going to do it this year. I don't really see a running back on the roster that's going to top a thousand yards. You know, if I if you if I could predict the stats at the end of the year, I expect Asa to ask up around seven hundred yards. Cam Martin maybe around 500, 550. But I think Asa Martin is the next stud. I just don't think he's going to be that this year i think it can take maybe a year or two of big time college football uh to prepare that yeah and uh hunter from uh northport asks uh yeah he, ha- he has an austin wiley question obviously austin wiley played a little bit his freshman year in 2017 he somehow was able to get eligible uh in the middle of his senior year for some prep school uh 8.8 points a game 4.7 rebounds a game 1.3 blocks a game but he's going to play a bigger role this year but how he he it's been a year since he played in major in a, in a major college basketball game. Mark, how much do you expect, uh, you know, the rust to play a factor after he was ineligible all of last season? Well, he was still playing and practicing. He he's still, uh, you know he didn't have the game experience. and might take him. He might be a little out of shape compared to where he was two years ago. But um, I, I think he's I think he's going to be be fine. I, I think he'll be okay. I. I I still don't think you can end up playing at Auburn. To be honest with you, I know a lot got a lot of Twitter hate this week for people saying that I said Austin Wiley's never going to play another game in Austin uniform, Auburn uniform. I stand by that. To be honest with you, I I, I look at you know what happens with NCAA eligibility rules and how they just arbitrarily come down in the middle of the season or before a season even. You know, look at Chris Porter in two thousand. How in the middle of February he was declared ineligible for a few games, and I believe they ended up extending the entire season. So I, I, uh, you know, I don't, I, I still don't see him playing again in Auburn uniform. It's a long time from now to November, but I'd be real surprised if that happens. Uh, you know, what are possibilities for him? He's not go to the NBA. He could go to Europe. You know, we talked about going and playing professional basketball overseas. We all like to, you know, uh, a lot of people like to make fun of kids that apply for the NBA draft and don't make it and then go play professional basketball overseas. When they go overseas, they make three, four $400,000 know, a year. That's not a bad life. That's a pretty good career decision for me or if that if I was in my shoes. So he could go to Europe. He could do lots of things. I, 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 you know, I just don't see him playing another game for the Auburn Tigers. Really. Yeah. Are you putting a Jennings lock on that or is it too soon? It's too soon for that. You know how the NCAA is very, they just randomly make up stuff and, and, you know, it, it's, it's very capricious how they do things. I'm not. I I, I don't know when it's going to happen. But I just don't. I just, by the time the season gets here, I'd imagine that that the NCA would find something to clear him ineligible. Absolutely. Well, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Uh, we're not putting the Jennings lock on it, but we are wrapping up this week's edition of the Auburn Podcast Champs Corner featuring Marks Jennings. Uh, you can listen to the Alabama podcast also this week, but then going forward weeks after this, we'll combine the two just for one weekly podcast for 
all the listeners to take advantage of. But uh, Mark, once again, it was glad it was great to talk about the 2019 Auburn class. Uh, thanks for sharing your expertise. Thank you, Drew. As always, I'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely, we're done here, folks. Thanks for listening.